0: we did have an amazing interview i have to tell you she sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue i was so impressed
1: the questions are really great
0: they were very thoughtful questions they pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for you know the spiritual ground you and i have talked about and worked on she comes out from that ground and the the ground of self-inquiry This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Welcome
1: to the Success with Sabrina podcast sponsored by Time Strategic Consulting Group. Hear from successful businessmen and businesswomen and how they became successful sharing tips and techniques with you to foster change and build success with ease and flow, helping you overcome your toughest trials and biggest challenges to finally go for it and make money and create the epic life that you deserve. To get more information about our consulting, public speaking, and business success membership club, go to www.timesstrategic.com. Welcome to Success
0: with Sabrina podcast. Today, on the episode, we have a very special guest all the way from England. Kazia, I'm so excited to have you on the show. She is also a podcaster. And tell us a little bit about you and what do you do, Kazia?
1: Well, firstly, thank you so much for inviting me on. I am so thrilled to be here. I'm a positive psychologist and I work only with women um, to help them shift the patterns and beliefs and memories of the past in order that they can step forward and fully embrace success, whatever that looks like, whether that's a relationship, money,
0: successful business, whatever that looks like for them. Yes, I love that, you know, because this podcast is all about success. And I also think that you're doing such an important work, which is to bridge the gap between psychology and coaching that exists today and how to help people uh, to really not disregard both, but to look at both because there's definitely uh, some great things that we can do to achieve success in both arenas and looking at it from both perspectives. So I'm excited to jump right into the, the topic today. Um, So now, Kazia, how are our ancestors limiting our success? You've talked about this before, and I want to hear from you. What does that mean? It's really interesting because
1: when I started working with women and we started delving into their memories and some of the limiting beliefs and patterns that were showing up, Um, I started to see uh, a trend appearing of, you know, um, where we were talking about what was going through their life and then how it affects maybe their mums or their grandparents or their great-grandparents starting to see this regular pattern. So I, I obviously, coming from a science background, I delved into the science behind it. And epigenetics is now showing that almost up to 14 generations back, there is stuff being passed down the generations, not just DNA. So fears, beliefs, experiences are being passed down the generations. And when you start to factor that in to why so many women, and I'm I'm sure you've met them, but so many women have invested time, energy, and money on sorting or solving one particular block, and they find it coming in time and time again, no matter what they've done, they just can't shift it. Nine times out of 10, that is a generational heritage pattern that's showing up in their lives.
0: Wow. So think about it, you guys. So you might be doing everything right, but if you're not addressing that, right, that might be the key right now to get you unstuck from where you are to where you want to be or from becoming who you really are meant to become. Yeah. Um, I love that. So I have a really bad memory now, Kazia. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I, I, I talk about things with my brothers sometimes, and they remember like so many uh, fun facts, you know, about our childhood. And I'm like, I don't remember any of that. Where was I? You know, he was like, you were right there, you know. Um, so I've always thought that that was like, a, uh, you know, a weakness or a bad thing. Uh, but I've heard you mention that all of our memories are lies. So that was an interesting one because I was like, hmm. so if you know if all of our memories are lies, then perhaps it's not such a bad thing that I don't remember anything, right? I'm not dealing with so many lies then. <laughs> but what is this about? Why do you talk about our memories being lies?
1: Our memories can potentially be lies. So I just want to kind of clarify that they can potentially be lies. And the reason being is it depends where you st- when you stored that memory, um, and it's not uncommon for people not to have any memories at all. Really, before the age of ten, you know, I can't I can't tell you how many clients I speak to, and they go, "No, we've got no memories, none at all." And then you start delving in, and there's little pieces and uh, you know snippets that they kind of remember. But when I say that all memories are lies, what I mean by that is that when we store a memory, we don't store it like a photograph or a video recording. You know, people think when they recall that memory back from the past, good, bad or indifferent, that they're recalling the exact same memory. And there's an amazing lady called Elizabeth Loftus and she um, is known as the false memory implantation queen. I mean, she's a psychologist. Her whole career is built around this. And she's actively proven not only can you implant memories in, you can get people to believe things that didn't actually even happen. So she had... People that um, she convinced, not through hypnosis or anything like that, through questioning, but she um, convinced them that they had been lost in a mall and various other things, that they were allergic to eggs, they were allergic to drinking wine. I personally think she missed a trick because if she got people believing that, you know, they got sick on, on chocolate cake, she would have been a multi-millionaire. <laughs> she showed how flexible and adaptable and suggestible our memories are. And when we start to think about definitely some of those earlier memories that we have as a child, we are thinking nine times out of 10 with our childhood brain. So a lot of the things that we know about ourselves and we know about the world now haven't been integrated to those memories that we had when we were younger and when that happens this is where a lot of the limiting beliefs and blocks come in you know uh, a parent can say something um very kind of nonchalantly they don't think anything of it but the childhood brain picks on that and manipulates it and does lots of different things with it and this is still holding us back in our adulthoods you know the inner child is running the show and so that's what I mean when I say some of the memories that you have can be absolutely nice.
0: So it's worth our time to revisit these memories and perhaps with our intelligent and experienced brain now, right? Come right. back and give it a new meaning. Um, it's interesting because I was just interviewing someone else uh, yesterday on the podcast and we talked about, you know, exactly that, you know, that is like to really redefine uh, some of these uh, memories so that they serve us better, right? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so what is, it, it, since you have been talking that you work with a lot of women, uh, what is the middle-aged woman's superpower?
1: Oh, I love this. Um, you know, as we get older, there's something that happens to us and You know, I mean, for starters, you kind of wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror and the lines on your face, you just think, oh my God, what's happened to my face? Well, you probably use stronger language than that, but oh my God, what's happened to my face? You know, it can take till lunchtime until, you know, the wrinkles in our face start to drop out. But I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about what happens to women of a certain age, definitely in the workplace and sometimes out in the wider world where we suddenly become invisible. We become invisible. Uh, Our uh, views and opinions can start to become invisible. Uh, The way that people view us can sometimes become invisible. You know, people quite often say that they've walked down the street and they always used to get whistled at, and now nobody says nothing or, or, or even acknowledges that they exist. And I think it is definitely our superpower, because in this time period where we're a little bit invisible, We can start harnessing what we would truly put on this planet to do, be and achieve. And um, the invisibility can start to work for us rather than against us.
0: Yeah, I love this topic of invisibility, uh, really because it's seen as something negative, but perhaps it opens up the room for creating something new. And mm-hmm. also, like, the first time that I heard, you know, that being invisible is actually a good thing, it's not here today, because it was actually when I was, uh, you know, doing my my coaching program in Germany, and we were talking about uh, being a follower, you know, if you want to be a leader, you got to be a good follower, and especially, like, how to assist and be a good assistant. And, and it's really hard for leaders to assist, because we have this tendency of wanting to be the center of the attention or whatever, right? Like, so for us... It's very hard to put ourselves in the background and just, you know, assist. But I remember us discussing this theme that being a great assistant is practically invisible, you know, because it's not really about you. It's about the task. Right. And doing the task in a great way. And um, I was asked to bring something to the room. And I remember just walking so heavily and drawing attention. Right. Right. And then they came to me and they said, perhaps try again, but this time, you know, really try to be invisible, you know, and I thought, like, wow. <laughs> so there you go. And, and as we come to age, like you're talking about, then we start to experience this invisibility again, uh, but looking at it from a new light. I love that. Yeah, it can, it can really be our superpower you know,
1: because people don't tend to watch what we're doing at this time. And, um, it gives us the flexibility to, to really step out from the shadows and, you know, not all leaders necessarily want to be out in the front. I know for me, I was definitely a reluctant leader. You know, I wanted to hide in the background and shine the light on everybody else. Um, and it took a little while to come out, but, um, being invisible for a certain period of time was good to be able to build the confidence to be able to come
0: out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, this podcast is for entrepreneurs, and I know you are an entrepreneur, and you have very interesting advice for business owners when, I guess, shit hits the fence. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's a great time to take what? A nap? <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? Like how who can do that, right? Like when shit hits the fan, we just I mean, that's the last thing that I would think of. So yeah. what, what is this about, Kazia? So um I run a
1: program um called Ready to Rise, and in there we focus on the feminine energy spaces. And there are really four key feminine energy spaces that when women utilize them. And we've been trained not to, you know, society and quite a masculine world has taught us not to use those, those four different energies. But when we utilize them, another superpower comes in, we can get things done, we can nurture and nourish ourselves, we can do all the things that we need to do. But having a nap is really important. And I've just come from living in Barcelona for, for two and a half years, where, you know, historically, every afternoon you take a siesta. And I was looking at the the way that life is over there. It's a lot slower. It's a lot calmer. And I, I came up with four different principles that we as women need to harness. And they are stop, connect, allow and inspire. And what they stand for is nurture, whisper, create and shine. So what do I mean by that? Well, there are certain times of the month that women need to stop. And historically, we've been trained to work, 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 And if things go wrong, that's when you're meant to work harder and longer and faster to try and turn things around. And actually, when things go wrong, You don't want to be sat in front of your computer. You want to be resting. You want to be nurturing. You want to be out there. You're doing stuff. I quite often tell my clients, do you know what? Um, They'll speak to me and they'll go, it's been one of those days. And I go, right, let's cancel this. We'll come back to it. I want you to put yourself on the sofa and do something that you enjoy. So whether that's reading a book, whether that's taking a nap, whether that's watching Netflix and eating chocolate biscuits, (laughs) do it. And do you know what? When you nurture yourself, it's surprising The brain, you move from being in your brain back into your body and you allow your brain to function and fire in the way that it's meant to. And that's when our greatest, you know, sparks of inspiration or ideas start to come through. Not when we're trying to, you know, hustle and strive and push against it. You need to take a nap. And I know it sounds so counterintuitive to do it, but I tell you, it works. And when I first opened up my program, um, the, the, the ladies were taking quizzes to understand what energy space they're in. 95% of them were in the nurture energy space for almost two months. That to me just shows the level of epidemic we have as female entrepreneurs to keep going even when we're exhausted. Yeah.
0: That is so important that we have this conversation. Also, because I think that perhaps the solution to your problems, like you said earlier, it's going to come easier if you're, and, you know, and I've heard this before from some mentors that like we become uh, wiser when we relax, right? Um, there's certain connection with being relaxed and being wise. And so I love what you're talking about. And, you know, talking about sacrifice and contribution, because perhaps we push ourselves so much because we want to contribute, right? And so what is the fine line between self-sacrifice and contribution?
1: It's really interesting because um, I had several businesses. So my first one was a female-based concierge company helping corporate women juggle the work-life balance. And I burnt out in that one. I really burnt out in that one and ended up just walking away from it because I just needed to for my sanity. Um, with this first business, um, I set up a company called Women of Contribution. So I know a lot about contrib- contributing, um, but I also know about this self-sacrifice. And I think that so many women, and probably lots of men, I mean, I-, I can only speak from the female side, but so many women out there know how to give. They will give until they're exhausted. They will give until they're burnt out. They will give, 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 give. They don't know how to receive. And what happens when you give and there is not an equal exchange, and I'm not necessarily talking about money here. I, I'm talking about maybe appreciation. I'm talking about... Um, you an know, acknowledgement. Yeah, exactly. But an energetic exchange. When there's none of that, you find yourself doing certain things. And I will tell you the easiest way to find out whether you're self-sacrificing or contributing. Self-sacrifice goes like this. Oh, here we go again. I'm always doing these things and nobody seems to notice, nobody seems to care. Do you know what, they're so unappreciative. That is self-sacrifice. Contribution is where your energy is raised because you're loving what it is that you're doing. And there is some form of energetic exchange that ebb and flow is coming and going on both ways. There is a receiving and contribution. So from that perspective, life is different. And that is why that there is a fine line between self-sacrificing and contribution, because most women know how to self-sacrifice, rather than contribution. And contribution isn't all about giving. It's about the equal exchange of giving and receiving. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Now, you've mentioned that you fell apart when you had postnatal depression and that that kickstarted your entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> Would it be safe to say that every trial has the seed of opportunity?
1: It certainly does, Um, most definitely. And actually, um, I have a book series called The Pay It Forward series, Notes to My Younger Self, which features 18 women from around the world. So we've had 55 women, 50, yeah, 55 women, because one book had 19, um, where each woman shares their trials and tribulations and they go through a therapeutic process with me to bring their story out in every single instance. There has been knowledge, wisdom, hope, and inspiration that's been gained through going through an experience of adversity. And actually, it's in those moments of adversity, we we discover how resilient we are. We discover how, you know, our skill set, we discover how we can put things out into the world. And one of the greatest travesties, I think, that happens to women is that, you know, when they go through a, a period of adversity... A lot of us put the mask on of everything's fine, nothing to see here. But actually there is a great power that comes with sharing that story, actually verbalizing it and 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 sharing it because you've lived through it, you've come out the other side, other women can learn from it. Other women can, you know, harness the power from it without having to feel like they're
0: alone. Yes, yes. And what are some of the the biggest lessons that you've learned?
1: My biggest profound lesson, I would say, um, is something that I'm still learning, is the power of believing in yourself. And, you know, people talk about this all the time. Myself, I talk about it all the time. But actually understanding your self-worth and understanding the gift that you put out to the world And how just by being yourself, you can change the world is one of the greatest gifts that any woman can understand. And once you've understood that, the rest is easy, whether it's business, relationships, life in general. When you understand that you're a gift just by being yourself, Mm -hmm. you don't need to pretend anymore. You don't need to try and be somebody else. You can just be you.
0: Oh, I love that. Now, in this podcast is all about defining what success means to us. And I would love to end with this. Uh, what does success means to you? And uh, we're all on a mission to help entrepreneurs and listeners define what success means to them, and find purpose and calling. And so we talked a little bit about this and how important is it for us to figure it out our own success right and how did you go about defining what serves you and discarding what doesn't how do you go about that
1: i'm still learning you know i think any expert that puts their hand up and goes oh yeah i've got this all figured out you know is kidding themselves um and in actual fact with coronavirus i'm also going through this period of evolution like so many people are this transformation um Success for me and discovering what success is, is I started on the path that most of us start on, which is you're told that you need to do it in a certain way, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a conference, whether it's a book. I mean, I've done all three. Um, And actually, I discovered the thing that gives me the biggest feeling of success is peace, having peace. And actually, rather than trying to do as much and like I say, I, I, you know, my business uh, on this particular business has been going on for, what three and a half years, I've done everything. you know, the conferences, the podcasts, the, the books, the, the membership you name it, I've done it. But actually, just bringing it back to what kind of life do you want to live? Because most of us set up our business based on what we've been told is is going to give us the success that we want. But actually, for me, success is what kind of life do I want to live? And how can my business serve that? And once you understand that, then the way that you create your business is totally different than the way that I started mine even just three and a half years ago. I'm redesigning the whole of my business to suit the lifestyle that I want to live.
0: Yeah. So you first work on the lifestyle and then you have your business serve that. So you get really clear about your lifestyle and then you create a business that's going to serve that instead of applying all this conceptual principles of leverage (laughs) and everything that we hear, right? That we're always shooting for that we know, obviously it's sound advice. Leverage is great (laughs) um, and it makes sense. But at the same time, perhaps in the pursuit of getting leverage in your business, you might sacrifice something else that's not worth it. So you really have to get clear about your lifestyle. Yes. Wow, yeah. such amazing work here. Thank you so much, Kadia. You are absolutely something that everyone needs to check out, what you're doing, what you're up to. So what is what? how do they find out about you, what you're up to? Where do they go?
1: So there's lots of different ways that you can find out, but uh, KaziaLuckett.com. So my name, KaziaLuckett.com is probably the easiest way. Um, You can come and find me on Facebook. You can come and find me on Instagram or even on LinkedIn, but come and find me, even if
0: it's just to say hello. Yes. Yes. I'll put the, the website link on the podcast description too, so everyone can have an easy access. And I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. And I know that it's a little later there for you in England, but I appreciate it and hope you have a great rest of your evening. Yeah. Thank you so much. And
1: it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and your listeners.
0: Thanks for joining us today. To join our free Facebook group and access the links and resources mentioned in the shows and much more, go to www sabrina-gagnon.com that is G-A-G-N-O-N you will become a member of a private Facebook group dedicated to providing the best practices skills and strategies to grow your business and remember we all have natural advantages that comes from our instinctive power you are perfectly created to accomplish so much let's challenge the status quo and create a business and life you love. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.